busy at the hospital sitting up with doctors poking me and shining lights down my throat and you probing me every way they can to uh, find out why I got these hiccups. So that's the only reason that I wasn't there. Have we figured it out? Hell no. <laughs> I have done everything. It scare me. Drink water upside down. Smell the ass of a porcupine. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> yes. The remedy or having hiccups that long. Either one. Yes. So. I'm serious, man. <laughs> the old saying never meet your heroes i guess uh never hear what your heroes what they do about the case of the hiccups that was bo jackson in case you didn't recognize that voice most of you didn't and yeah travis as you heard auburn legend nfl legend major league baseball legend bo jackson has the hiccups right now he's actually getting surgery for it he has smelled the butt of a porcupine to try and rid himself of the hiccups. Um, I've heard of a lot. I've heard of a lot of things. I've never heard of that remedy though for the hiccups. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I just want to know how you jump to that, right? Like you could probably Google, you know, ways to cure the hiccups. I would probably exhaust all options before a. I went through the trouble of finding a porcupine, and then once I did, uh, sniffing one. Um, in that particular area, like I said, there had to have been. Why a porcupine, though? I, wait, wait, I don't. You, you know, maybe he tried other animals. I have no idea. I feel maybe like that's a prank gone wrong. Oh, a prank gosh. gone wrong. It had to have been. Yeah, I, I think uh, maybe one of his Alabama buddies or something. Uh, you know, got the best of him on that one. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope Bo Jackson gets rid of the chronic hiccups he's had for nearly a year. Like, serious, he's undergoing a procedure for it. But no matter how serious the uh, hiccups are, I don't think I'm going uh, – drinking water upside down, all right, I'll, I'll probably try that one. But uh, capturing a porcupine, going somewhere and sniffing its butt, yeah, I, I, I probably just will live through the hiccups at that point. Which I, and, and I did Google uh, things you can do to uh, do to yourself to stop or prevent hiccups. Number one, it says breathe into a paper bag, and then parentheses, do not put it over your head. So, just some, some real instructions there. <laughs> that might be a Darwin situation. Like, hey, you know, if, if somebody if somebody thinks they got to put it over their head, natural selection, you know. Sometimes sometimes I think we do just need to remove the warning labels off of things and then just see where we're at in about <laughs> ten years. Uh, breathe into a paper bag, says Google, but do not in any circumstance put it <laughs> over your head. Uh, I see six here. Swall- uh, let's see, bite on a lemon or taste vinegar. Hold your breath for a short time. That's kind of the uh, tried and true method. There's nothing about uh, sniffing a porcupine uh, anywhere. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a South thing. Maybe they've come up with that one, but it's obviously not working with Bo Jackson. If that's a South thing, we may need to consider this, reconsider this SEC move. Yeah, go to the Big Ten instead or something. (laughs) Uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line. Here's here's kind of the standing right now with everyone and Deion Sanders. Someone says, definitely fooled me. I thought it was Coach Prime. Remember when Coach Prime was, like, cool and innovative and going to change college football a few months ago? At least that's what some people were saying. Boy, everyone's selling out on him real quick nowadays. Yeah, well, you know, I understand, you know, people don't like change. And, of course, if this experiment works out, 
you know, what does that mean for roster building in the future? Will you see teams try and replicate that? We know that this is a copycat sport, as most are. Will they just say, hey, cool, you can get rid of 70 guys after one losing season, and you'll just be in, be, be in fine shape? So um, I, I think it, he's taken a few people off guard. I continue to say, hey, yeah, you said you were clearing everybody out off the 1-11 and team, but – you're not bringing in. Yeah, seriously. A, you're yeah. not bringing in a bunch of studs. You're bringing in a bunch of guys that couldn't see playing time anywhere else at P5, and guys that are like, ooh. And of course, the the on threes of the world, the the the, the rivals, and of course, uh, a lot of the the bar stool bust type situation is, ooh, former five star being brought in from the 2020 class with the eyeball emoji. It's like, you mean the dude that's had like nine tackles in four years? Yeah, that guy. Sure, he was a former uh, former five star. Go nuts. Uh, let's see. Yell obscenities at Muleshoe. I guess that's a cure for the uh, hiccups. Work, it would work as well as anything else, I would say. I would try that a hundred times before I went looking for a porcupine. 405, you don't want to go to the Big Ten, Travis. It's porcupine in the south. It's grizzly bears up north. <laughs> well, well, but then if you do that, you get multiple, right? You get scared on approach. The sniff, I mean... There's multiple things working for you. You'll get rid of the hiccups. You know why? Because you'll be dead. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, and dead men don't hiccup. Seriously, man. Uh, hey, I, I noticed um, I, I, I casually opened social media last night, Twitter to be exact, around 9 p.m., and what I did not expect to see was an all-out assault going on from OU fans on D1 softball last night. And Tara Henry, who's kind of the main face over there at D1 Softball, hopped on the Plank Show this morning and to kind of explain things about what she was uh, or what that metric was meaning, like whatever. We'll, we'll play that later on. But, dude, uh, you and a lot of other OU fans were leading the charge on D1 Softball saying, are you guys morons? How do you not have an OU pitcher in the top five of this metric? What are you doing? Well, you know, and and Tara obviously uh, replied to to one of mine, and we kind of went back and forth a little bit respectfully. But uh, given the situation, I was at one of my – so my general manager that's worked for me for years at Trey's, she was graduating with her nursing degree from OU Tulsa. So I'm sitting there at the graduation. I'm surrounded by OU logos. I'm surra- There's a ton of – you know, there's there, it's everywhere. It's an OU graduation, right? And so it was just primed to be like, oh, let's scroll through the time. Timeline. And the problem was, the was they they were waiting, they they were weighing wins differently. They were like weighing like, okay, well these people have pitched a lot of innings. Maybe their offense isn't very good. Like like if Alabama didn't have Montana Fouts, yes, they would not be very good. Like you can say the same with a lot of pitchers. The argument was that OU is so good everywhere, like historically good, that the singular pitchers aren't as important. Now, the problem I had with Tara and what I brought up with her was she quote-tweeted and said, these are the top five pitchers in D1 softball. And I'm like, that's just not true. Like, it's simply not true. I'm like, our, of all the five pitchers on the list, Tyler, our entire staff combined cumulative ERA is less than any – is yep. is lower than any single pitcher out there, and that and that's why I said, hey, look, you're punishing our pitchers for having a, a really good offense and having a really good staff, and that's when she was like, well, you know, it's the way we did the analytics, it's the model, and my whole point was, if you have a model that says, hey, look, like 
It would be like having a gambling model and you just keep on getting all the picks wrong. Like, your model's wrong if it doesn't show you the that's winner. That's my model, by the way, so I, I, feel, a, <laughs> yeah, I feel a little attacked right. there. So that's the thing. If you have a model and your model spits out the best five pitchers in D1 softball and none of them are, like, take, for example, like Starocco, who has four top ten wins, 16-0 and with a .77 ERA, who, by the way, shut out UCLA, who has a pitcher on that top Bravo, five list that, yeah. that OU peppered. I mean, we gave she gave up like 12 in 12 at 12 hitters she faced. I think she gave up like seven hits and four earned runs in 1.2 innings. Yet she's on the list. Like so yes, I understand. It was an assault, man. It was it was full on. She felt well, the, the brunt of the of the OU. Sometimes fan sometimes I forget that that maybe not forget, but take for granted the ability to kind of incite a mob. Um, so when I put that out there with the quote tweet, I was like, I checked it later, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, because then all kinds of people started coming after Tara, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, what I uh, what I found out here recently, and it didn't take last night for me to find this out, but OU has the most passionate softball fan base going right now. Um, the, the, the South, the SEC fans are known for being the most passionate across all sports and football, whatever, but OU has already set the attendance record this year. They sell out essentially every game, whether it's in Norman or Starkville or wherever it's at, but it is absolutely the most um, passionate fan base on social media now. I mean, it, it is it is taken on a life of its own, which I, I love. I think it's great, but it is – they will get after you if you don't give you, them the, the rightful credit. You do not want to be on the wrong side of it, there's no oh doubt. Oh, my gosh. But, but, here, but here, here's the thing. Like, Tara knows what she's doing. Like, she's not an idiot. She didn't build, you know, build that by being an idiot, right? So if you go on the original post, it's people saying, oh, this is ridiculous. How could you say this? And her replies were predictable. It's in the article. Read the article. Well, then you go click on the article, and it's behind a paywall. So she knows what she's doing. She took, she she you know instigated with the largest, most passionate and def, like you know defensive softball fan base in the entire world, and said, "Oh, you want to see why I'm talking crap? Go ahead and pay me, and then read it." I mean, it's smart. That's it's a good move. Um, by the way, there's a lot of uh, Big Twelve list being uh, released right now, so <laughs> we're we're complaining about something that didn't include OU pitchers last night. Well, I guess this makes up for it. Jada Coleman has just been named Big Twelve Player of the Year. That's that's the right pick, well deserved. Jordy Ball has been named Big Twelve Pitcher of the Year. Now, I I think that obviously she's awesome. She does have the Third highest ERA on the team, so you could go with Starocco or Nicole May there, but still an OU pitcher wins Big 12 Pitcher of the Year. Grace Lyons is voted unanimous Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. And then Patty Gasso is named Big 12 Co-Coach of the Year. God, the Co-Coach of the Year is so stupid. Just name Patty Gasso the Big 12 Coach of the Year. She didn't lose a game in the conference this year. What are we doing? Anyway, OU gets Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, they get pitcher of the year and they get player of the year. And I don't know what else is going to be announced here shortly, but that's that's what you got so far in the last ten minutes. Yeah, and uh, they landed uh, a record seven players on uh, the first team. Not bad uh, since the twelve player format began in twenty thirteen. That is from uh, the Tulsa World's Eric Bailey, of course. Um, Jordy Ball, Jada Coleman, Kenzie Hansen, Tiari Jennings, Haley Lee, Grace Lyons, Nicole May, and then of course a second teamer in Alex Starocco, who would be first team 
in any other planet besides a, a and and could argue for this first team, obviously. Um, but yeah, embarrassment of riches. There's no doubt about it. But the I agree with you, Tyler. The co-coach. It's so like, stupid. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what? I mean, I don't. I simply don't get it. Like, not every team in the conference even has a team. You, you know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah, you know, we're having like two coaches with. I mean, you less can't, than ten teams. Jeez. You can't dumb this thing down to give basically participation trophies at that point. If you you could ask. I mean, Patty's the coach of the year every year. What are we doing here with having co-coach in the Big 12? I, I, I don't want to hear it. 18-0, that's that's all that needs to be said. Uh, just name her. And, and she, prob- I, I, she probably doesn't care about being Big 12 coach of the year. But, hey, the rest of us do. Let's just, just name her. Hon- co- I mean, come on, she's the GOAT for a reason. Let's, let's Honestly, I, you bring up a good point that she doesn't care. Tyler, conspiracy theory time. Put on your tinfoil hat. She's the one that wants to make sure She's co-coach of the year in order to manufacture some disrespect going into uh, the postseason. That's true. They didn't even hey. name me uh, Big 12 Coach of the Year all by myself. Let's let's take it out on someone. Let's exactly. Let's, let's hey, you got to manufacture that kind of stuff. She might she might be behind D1 softball, <laughs> and, and that way she might be the one that came up with the formula. We got to start thinking big brain here, Tyler. I know, I know. Twelve players uh, on the All Big 12 First Team list. I think I have that right. Yes. Yep. One from Baylor, two from Oklahoma State, one from Texas, one from Tech, seven from OU. So OU has seven of the uh, 12 players on the All-Big 12 first team. Jeez. The SEC even caught a stray from Oklahoma softball Twitter when they tweeted that Fayetteville would be the capital of the softball world um, because they're hosting the SEC tournament there. <laughs> OU fans were like, uh, actually. Nice try. OU fans are just, re- just looking for a fight these days on Twitter, <laughs> God, and a, I love it. I, I dude, support it. It's incredible. It's in, You can't say anything. And, and I mean, the SEC, what is the SEC supposed to say, Tyler? Like, to, to, to gas up their SEC tournament and announce that it's, you know, starting in Fayetteville. What are they supposed to say in that tweet? Hey, we know, we know that it's not the best softball. But it's it's pretty good, and we're going to be in Fayetteville this week. They'd be showing some respect <laughs> if they did something like that. <laughs> right. Seven out of – golly, that's crazy. Seven out of the 12 players, um, all Big 12 first team. Maybe we should just do this. Like, the Big 12 softball tournament gets started tomorrow. Why don't – since all the teams are there, why don't the uh, – so the, the co-coach of the year along with Patty was Glenn Moore of Baylor, okay? Why doesn't Glenn just make up a team – with every other player, all the all the other players in the Big Twelve outside OU, and that all Big Twelve team just plays OU for the championship, and we call it good. You, you, you want to do that? I, I got you. Know, you know what I got when you said Glenn like that? I I got big time Shane Beamer Phil. Glenn, yeah. I got I got I got big Phil vibes from you. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. Hey, how, how about the co-coach of the year? Glenn, <laughs> Glenn, you, but that's crazy. What constitutes being the the co coach of the year is the fact that you took a game off of OU. One, one out of four, man. Like, hey, man, one out of four. You you took a singular game off of OU. Yeah, you must be a Hall of Fame career right now. Glenn, you got all the other Big Twelve teams to choose from. Uh, pick your best fighters. Come up with a team, and you'll just face off OU. One winner take all for the Big Twelve championship. How does that sound? 
Then we can I'm decide in, who in. the real coach of the year in the Big 12 is and remove the co-label, huh? Glenn, you, you, you up for well, it? You're down for it? Come on. Well, Glenn was in that that local news story that, you know, when they were interviewing him about, you know, the series upcoming with OU when we were trying to get a bit of revenge. He's not obviously the one that said that OU should be intimidated, um, but, he, he, you know, he was – he was pretty confident, you know, maybe maybe because he knew he had co-coach of the year already locked up. He was already in the clubhouse with co-coach of the year because of his singular win. Yeah, just mailed he it just in coasted. the rest of the year. Yeah, seriously. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We got a lot to get to on the text line, and you know we got a lot of college football to get to today as well. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. Entrepreneurs and Moore Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. Moore Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs... ...BD's awareness partners. It's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson is with me today. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Hit us up there. Uh, let's see. You're a great coach, Glenn, says the texter in the 512. Maybe you can teach your catcher how to throw the ball back to the pitcher from behind home plate. Yeah, I, I, I think that she had the, uh, the yips a little bit, and there was a long story written about that. I actually felt pretty bad about that situation after reading it last week. But Yeah, I think, she, didn't she write it? Yeah, yeah, maybe she did. I think. Yeah, I think now she that you wrote say it. That, I think that that, in, that is right. In kind of like a Players Tribune style thing, because obviously she gets a ton of hate for it. Um, you know, c- catching a ton of strays. But yeah, she had uh, she talked about it at length. But yeah, Glenn, heck of a coach, heck of a coach. And and it's funny because OU softball Twitter, I believe it was them, already put out obviously a tweet saying, "Congratulations, Patty Casso, co-coach of the year," and you know. As predictable as ever, the replies are just an absolute, just war zone of people of people questioning why it's co. And like I said, Pat, I think Patty's behind it all. Get the tinfoil hat, man. Disrespect. She's always looking for uh, more and more vot- motivation. So uh, that, I, that's I guess why it wouldn't surprise me. That's why when teams, like I said, that's why when teams like Baylor say, "Well, they're the ones that should be intimidated." I'm sure Patty just sits back and she's like, "Oh, thank just a just a load off my plate. Like I don't have to try and motivate these people for a whole nother you know series. They can do it themselves." Uh, Clearwater Sooner, I thought Baylor wasn't actually in the Big Twelve in softball. How can their coach be co-coach of the year? If they are in the Big Twelve, how can we say we went undefeated in conference play? Well, one, yes, Baylor is in the Big 12 in softball. Mm-hmm. Two, that was technically a non-conference game where they beat you, not a not a conference game. So right, the, the schedule play, has more to do with it than the actual yeah, when it happens. Big 12 the, play, you, you you went undefeated. Right, if you if you play them in the in what would typically be a non-con or a, a classic of like a like an invitational or anything like that, those are not considered conference games. Your conference slate starts you know, with your with your series, your conference series plays. So it is weird, though. Like, I, I totally get that. It is weird. Text line, Alyssa Brito didn't make it, and she hit over 400. Yeah, I just tweeted that out, actually. Alyssa Brito yeah. was fifth in the Big 12 this year. There, there were 12 players selected to the All-Big 12 first team, and Alyssa Brito was 
fifth in batting average with a 401 average. She hit over 400 this year and still didn't make the list, which, you know, as I said, I shouldn't complain about a list with seven Sooners on the All-Big 12 team and all the other awards they got, but, like, Alyssa Brito got snubbed here. What are we What are we doing? She had over. She hit over four hundred. Well, it. I think that's part of the problem, right? Is at a certain point, I think these voters are just like it's. It has to be OU fatigue. It simply does because you know if you're if you're legitimately being honest with yourself, it would it would be even more OU players, and that's what's so frustrating. I mean, she had forty seven RBIs, Tyler. I yeah. mean that's that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. No, she was great this year. I mean, I, for my money, she was the best third baseman in all of the Big Twelve this year, offensively and probably even uh, defensively as well. She had a she had a great year. So I again, it's it's hard to complain about it, but I will be the one that does so. Uh, Alyssa Brito got absolutely absolutely snubbed from the uh, All Big Twelve first team list. I will lead that charge. Feel like someone needs to do it. I mean, yeah. if you hit 400, come on, you should be on the list. I, I like, know. What more can you do? I know like, there's OU fatigue, but geez, if there's nine, if they have nine of the best 12 players, well, let's put nine of the best 12 players on there. What, it's, it's almost like they should do it blind next year, just blind resumes. Like, okay, what's going on here? Because uh, OU might have had every one of them. Yeah. 5808 says Big 12 Media would give Matt Campbell softball coach of the year if they could get away with it. Seriously. Has, hasn't, he, hasn't he been a Big 12 co-coach of the year before? I feel like he has been. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, he's uh, – and one, you know, I hate to get too off topic here, but are we ever going to have the, the Matt Campbell – like if Brock Purdy ends up, you know, really being a player in the NFL and then Brees Hall continues, I mean, he was one of the best, you know, rookies. He was on Rookie of the Year campaign. Are we ever going to have the conversation that Matt Campbell wasted them at Iowa State? Because the the conversation is Matt Campbell just sque- like got so much out of all of his players that he even got you know Brock Purdy and and Brees Hall you know uh, some some big time college stats. Well, if they go on to lead successful NFL careers, are we going to look back and say, "Golly, this guy had this guy had those two in the same offense and couldn't do anything with it"? Yeah, but he got to a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, you got Iowa State Woo-hoo. to its best bowl game ever, and nobody got to go because it was COVID. <laughs> like, how <laughs> how cruel is that? I, I, I was randomly looking today because I mentioned NC State just yesterday saying it's been four decades since they've won a conference championship. So I got in the, the rabbit hole today of, like, who – like, what are some obvious streaks going on in college football right now in terms of conference or national championships? And I found like NC State in 1979, uh, Indiana and Minnesota in 1967, uh, Arizona in 1993. Like, you look at some of these and say, dang, it's been 30, 40, 50 years since some of these teams have won a conference championship. And then you go to Iowa State and you find 1912 was their last Big 12 cha- or their last uh, conference championship. So if that wasn't cruel enough, like they finally, like they didn't win the conference that year, but they at least get to a conference championship game, right? Then they get to their biggest bowl game in the history of their existence, win said bowl game against a program like Oregon, and how many of their fans actually got to go because it was right during uh, right during COVID? It's, pr- it's pretty cruel, man, if you think about it. <laughs> I, I feel like only you think about that kind of I, stuff. Yeah, I, I only only like, me. Only me. 
That's what I did. I know Teddy, I, I know I Teddy picks on you for being a nerd, but yeah, that's, man, that's... that's how I spent 15 minutes uh, this afternoon. <laughs> in case you were wondering, I'm just glad I got to use it today because there's a lot of times where it was. I thought that that would be used on the show. Yeah, not so much. Was that? Uh, did you schedule that 15 minutes to think about that? Or no, did you just I just sidetracked. Up, on no, it? I just ended up going that way and. I spent 15 minutes, and really 10 of it was laughing about how long it's been for both A&M and Missouri since they've won anything meaningful. That's, that's where it ended up, honestly, and why it lasted 15 minutes. <laughs> Text line from the 918. Hey, Travis, I hope you're having a great day. Tyler, your Braves demolished my Red Sox, so respectfully, I can't talk to you after tonight. How was that oh. loss your fault? I don't know, but I'm blaming it on you. Well, yeah. I appreciate the big well win, wishes. Big win, probably going to happen again. Thanks for checking in. My um, twins are atop the uh, central, but they're not going to stay there because we 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 can't really afford that many good players to really go deep into the season. So I don't. I try not to get hung up on their record. By the way, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line is breaking a new Big Twelve award that was just announced. Uh, Mike White, head coach at Texas, has won Big Twelve D Bag of the Year according to the text line. So, oh wow, well deserved. Yeah. There was no co D Bag of the Year because how big could time you be favorite. as big of a one as Mike White? So for the eighth consecutive year, yeah, he won. He wins D Bag. What's surprising of the year. is they're not getting, you know, Mike White fatigue in that <laughs> award yet because yeah. my goodness, outdoes, they're probably gonna. What's gonna be funny year. is after he retires, is it'll be known as all right, and now with the. Mike White D-Bag of the Year Award. You know, it's going to be named like the Lombardi and Mike Larry White O'Brien. wins the Mike White D-Bag of the Year Award <laughs> yeah, for the 10th consecutive exactly. year. That's, which, by the way, speaking <laughs> of that, um, I don't know if you listen at all to Friday's show or if you, you read it on ESPN. Did you see uh, the Texas president, Jay Hartzell, saying, yeah, I'm going to go to the SEC spring meetings, but I'm not really going to interject. I'm just going to sit kind of in the back of the room. You know, Texas has like this, uh, you know, people know Texas as, you know, being the alpha when they walk in the room. So I'm just going to kind of keep to myself and stay in the back. You know, Texas is being known for being in the alpha in the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're known for thinking they're the alpha in the room. Thanks, Jay, for telling us, uh, having to tell us that you're an alpha. Because normally, Ex- when that's the case, that's that's not the case. Exactly. Oh, there's there's nothing worse than than proclaiming the alpha male uh, or the alpha in general. But like, how it's already weird to say that they're that they're going to sit back and be quiet because we know that they're not. Like we just know that. And then to say that you're going to do it because you're known as an alpha, like it just keeps on getting worse. Yeah, Ugh. like wouldn't it? Gross. I, I don't know. Like it, it's it's Texas. Like to even comment that he's going there, like and it's a story on ESPN. I I, I couldn't. I mean, I, I guess I could, but I'd be surprised if Joe Harris, if we read something about he's proclaiming that he's going to the SEC meetings and he's talking about how he's going to act. You know, like that would that would surprise me if we ever read something like that. It's not something that happens around here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not at all. I'm, I'm just. I can't get. I can't get over the cringe of. And I don't know why I'm surprised. Right? It's it's Texas. Like, I, I don't. I don't know. The alpha. Did you hear? Did you see the Texas A&M saying that uh, um, Texas A&M has done more SEC or for the SEC than the SEC has done for A&M? No, uh, really. Uh, the, Ag- the Aggies should go to uh, uh, the Big Ten now and take Missouri with them. Oh God, that was that was said this week. Really? Yeah, it was. It was somewhere on. Uh, it, it was somewhere on message board geniuses. Oh, okay. I think. I didn't know if that was Jimbo at the. Uh, 
A&M Houston club that where he was like, yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna to beat Alabama. Don't worry about that. I'm sleeping good at night right now. I feel pretty good about things. I, well, I he's talking like about sleeping. Don't sleep on us, right? Isn't that what yeah, he said now yeah. for the going into year six? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't sleep on us. Bro, come on, man. Like, uh, this is – I just don't know if they schedule these tweets or they schedule these reports or same with Texas. I mean, you could type in Texas is back and get a million tweets from 2017. Like, it's just incredible. I, I don't know – I don't know if that's just what happens because, Tyler, we haven't been in that situation for them because we're sitting here saying, hey, 10 wins minimum, right? Well, we just came off a six and seven year. Like, imagine being in the Groundhog Day situation where we're saying this for the next five or six years. I couldn't do it. Well, no, it's going to be a lot longer than five or six more years talking about AM, I'm sure. I mean, they don't, they don't yeah. even know who's necessarily uh, is calling plays down there. Well, he's got a new fall guy in Bobby Petrino, yeah, so. Seriously. <laughs> Goodness gracious. He picked a good one, too. Uh, yeah, he did. Greg from Lawton Ugh. says, oh, Greg's a company man. I love this. I bought my Avalanche from Knipplemeyer 20 years ago. Best truck I've ever had, not to mention the easiest deal I've ever made. And ever made is in all caps, by the way. Nice. Love me some Knipplemeyer, and I'm loving the knip on KREF. Appreciate that, Greg. Appreciate that. I, I, I was really hoping, I was really hoping Greg would say that he just went and just went and bought one since their sponsorship started. Because you know that would that would do us quite well on continuing the sponsorship. <laughs> say, hey, it's more than jokes. Yeah, more than jokes. Mostly jokes, but sometimes it's it's uh, it's actually serious yeah, on there. Ninety nine percent jokes, but we sold a car too. 405-651-3439 is the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, we'll get to more college football next. There is a four-star in-state defensive lineman announcing mm. in 10 days that he is going to make a decision. Hmm, OU is in on this one. We'll tell you a little bit more coming up next about Zadavian Sims and his decision coming up right here on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're simply the Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind and with some of the best acts around. Like Earth, Wind and Fire, June 23rd. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. REO Speedwagon, September 8th. the rush on the ref cavens group bringing you the sour of the rush check them out cavensgroup.com if you have an emergency repair cavens group they are on the call 24 7 they uh they they serve all of oklahoma arkansas kansas north texas area cavensgroup.com 24 7 sports how about this travis College football predictions, early winners and losers for week one in 2023. That's right. They already have scores out Good Lord. for uh, week one of the uh, season. That's, that's how excited we are they, right they're now. They're using uh, – this is like Fast and Furious. They're, they're hitting the NOS a little early. They're going uh, they're gonna, to they're gonna, they're gonna lose their lead. Yeah, seriously. Apparently, Utah is going to beat Florida 31-24 in Salt Lake on August 31st. Okay. Uh, apparently, West Virginia is going to lose to Penn State, 35-24 in Happy Valley. Apparently, Colorado and Deion Sanders, they're going to lose by two touchdowns to TCU, 44-30. to 
South Carolina is going to beat North Carolina, 38-35. Washington's going to beat Boise, 38-23. And then LSU is going to beat Florida State, 31-30, in that elite Sunday night game. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Obviously, OU's season opening game was not uh, not on the list. It was not right. uh, sexy. OU Arkansas State just not doing it for for everyone. Well, there's there's actually you know a lot of people complain about the you know the early matchups. There's some pretty good ones there to be honest. Um, but I honestly I think Colorado's going to lose by a heck of a lot more than that. Even though TCU did lose a ton of talent, I think they had the fourth most draft picks of any college team. I think that was probably a bit inflated by the team success if i had to guess um i don't know that florida game i think utah is going to wipe the floor i i do with too. florida i do too the the vibes are not the vibes are not great in gainesville right now the, the vibes are not great the vibes are not great in a, a lot of uh with a lot of florida schools right now I, I guess it is with florida state for the first time in a while but doesn't feel like it's super great at Miami, and it's definitely not great at Florida right now. So two of the three uh, the big-time schools there are big-time struggling. Right. I reached out to one of my buddies that, um, you know, is really tied in with Florida, and I, I asked him, I said, so, what, you know, what are the, what are the vibes? Are you guys going to be any good this year? And he goes, we are starting Graham Mertz at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Of course we're going to suck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, but I told you about uh, – you know the uh, the Florida staff asking a uh, highly sought after portal player to put some film together and send it to them, and then they'll determine whether or not they're going to pursue him. Was I it Casey Thompson? Was it? So who knows? Mm. You know he's going to be he's reunited not you know with Jackson Sumlin, not reunited I should say, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, some uh, some former player and coaches kids uh, getting together and teaming up under Herman of all people. Florida's lucky that lucky they don't play FAU, or, or do they? FAU might might win that game they, this year. They might be at least better at quarterback. They might. They they might just be looking. You know, FAU. What is that? In, is that in Boca Raton? Yeah, it's in Boca. Yep. Man, that's. I tell you what, I I wouldn't mind going to play at FAU right now. No, I I do love that LSU Florida State game week one, and it was on a Sunday. I believe it was on a Sunday last year. Is it was on the Sunday or Monday? I think it was on Sunday. I think it, it was a wild finish. Yeah, standalone game. LSU had a botched extra point last year, or something that cost them the game. Mm-hmm. But those are two programs that I think LSU's a tad overhyped going into the year. Not that I don't think I, like I think LSU's going to be good, but all of a sudden the popular opinion is that they're going to win the SEC West to be a top three team. Like I'm not, I'm not there. Florida yeah, I'm State. Not making, I'm not making that leap. Florida State. Like a lot of people are high on FSU as well. And okay, um, we'll we'll see about that. I, I don't know if they've totally proven it just yet. I I like that matchup because it's going to be a top ten matchup, but it's also a matchup of all right, possibly two teams that are a little overhyped. Let's see which one's for real in week one. Let's let's see oh. it. The hype train. Whoever wins that game, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna speed up to just epic proportions. I mean, if you win that game, say LSU or Florida State wins that game by like ten, oh, they're gonna be top three in the next polls. I mean, it's gonna be yup. Here we go. Maybe two schedule. Maybe two. Uh, yeah, I mean, Georgia's gonna be probably the unanimous number one. Who's gonna be? Right. Michigan will probably be two. I guess. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I probably Georgia one, Michigan two to start the year is what I would guess. Yeah, I I I think that's 
that would probably be a pretty good call. And but that's the thing, man. It, Florida State's got that got that hype. They've got they both have good quarterbacks, dynamic quarterbacks. Uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, that one's definitely the one you've got circled. What do you think that What do you think that TCU Colorado game looks like? I think TCU absolutely destroys him, man. Um, that is the first game in the Deion Sanders era, and I don't think that they're going to have a ton of depth. I think that there's going to be a little bit – like there's going to be some unknown with Colorado. I understand that. But there's going to be some unknown with TCU as well, with uh, who they're starting at quarterback, Chandler Morris. There's some film out there of him, but we'll see if TCU looks a little bit different with the new offensive coordinator. I, I think I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be indicative of how good TCU is this year, but I think they win by like three scores. Yeah, I think I think this Colorado defense is going to make the 2022 OU defense look like the 85 Bears oh, in man. retrospect. Oof. I think. Oof. I think this defense. Well, I saw is, what the 20 uh, last year's OU defense did against that, TCU, so they're going to score 100. I think, I, I think for the season, I think this I think this Colorado defense, especially with some really good quarterback play in the Pac-12 this year, like really good quarterback play, um, I, I think, and them having TCU in their non-con, who I think is going to put up some points, I think you can I think you can see maybe like a bottom – like a bottom 10 scoring defense for Colorado this year. Uh, by the way, Zadavian Sims, four-star defensive lineman out of Durant's, uh, announcing on the 20th in 10 days. Feels like it's OU and Oregon. What are you uh, putting OU's chances at with this one, 10 days out? I am going to go 75% OU. Mm. I think 75% OU. I've got to talk with them a little bit um, at – Last year, or not last year's, but a couple weeks ago at the C4 event uh, that was put on the 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, I talked to him a little bit today, actually, when after he, he announced that he was going to be announcing. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I, I, it, just, it just feels like OU. It felt like he wanted to make sure that he was a, like, a take as far as, like, how many defensive linemen we were going to take. You know, because, you know, Nigel Smith and him and David Stone. I asked about Williams Winery. He's like, yeah, well, he's an edge. So, really, I'm looking on the interior. And he was really open to talking about where he might fit along the defensive line. And I think I think his rush to kind of, I don't know, make an announcement. Because keep in mind, he dropped a top ten when a lot of people thought he'd cut it shorter. And then now he drops a top five only to also drop that he's going to announce in 10 days? Like, what's the point of dropping a top five if, if you are ready to commit already on the 20th? So I think I think even though Oregon made a late push, I don't know they made a, a, a hard enough push to get him to shut it down so quickly like this, and I think OU's been, been consistent the whole time. Well, that's an interior defensive lineman, uh, someone you're mm-hmm. going to need here moving forward, that's for sure. All right, we'll close up hour number one next. More college football on the other side. Keep it locked on the ref. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. More important than your life. Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. It's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. 
What are they saying in Stillwater today? They are saying past, present, future. We're using all three to come up with our new uniforms moving forward. I feel like OSU wore a, a different uniform every single week for the past four or five years. Um, I, was, I guess I was kind of surprised that they're unveiling new uniforms. What's the, what's the overall grade that you're giving them for their past, present, and future uniforms? Okay, I'm going to give two separate grades. The grade for the uniform, I'm giving an A-. minus. I think the actual uniform itself is a nice-looking uniform. But I'm going to give an F on the freak, for, for frequency of just releases of new uniforms. <laughs> How many uniforms do you need? Like for Nike to, or yeah. for Oregon to do it, it's one thing. They're supposed to be known for that, right? They're Nike. They're supposed to be flashy. They're supposed to be this, that, and the other. Oklahoma State, I feel like it's just being used as a distraction for – the basketball team not having great portal situation, oh. the football team not having a great portal situation or great coordinator hiring situation so this is OSU's or a spring game. Chinese spy balloon situation distracting everyone else from the real story. I feel like it is because it's like, Man. I mean, how many how many uniform combinations do you actually need? And they haven't had exactly a lot of good news in the cycle. I mean, they were that little time where they were ranked above OU in the recruiting rankings, but I think their highest-ranked player was like the 890th player in the country or something like that. So, I mean, it's uh, there's just not a lot of good good news coming out of Stillwater right now, so they're like, somebody quick, throw out a uniform. Try and make it look like something Barry Sanders wore. By the way, you only need two uniforms. You said, I don't know how many uniform combinations you need. Two is good for me. Two is good. Yeah. Too's good. And, and it's like we have it like that annual, like the unity uniforms and stuff like that. Like, fine. Like, when, when people talk about we're Oklahoma, we don't need alternate uniforms, agreed. But I like a little bit of a, you know, a, a nice, you know, tribute to something perhaps. Like, that's different to do a, a, a single week tribute or, or something like that as opposed to, like, 25 different uniform combinations. Well, like, that's okay. annoying. Are, so are they done with all the old uniforms? Like, Or, or are There's those no still going to be a thing, and these are the only new uniforms that you're going to wear? I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little bit little bit confused about that. For their sake, I hope they're doing away with the demonic Pistol Pete that they'll sometimes wear on the helmet. I think that's a pretty tough look for those guys. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's But there's no way they just go forward with this. I from The way I'm taking it is they're just folding this into – they're already <laughs> very busy uniform <laughs> schedule. Oh, boy. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, OSU equals Oregon South University. Uh, OSU's unis are orange. They suck. Okie State has nothing else but uniforms. Too bad the color looks like barf. Let's see. Sean says if they aren't anthracite, why even bother? So a <laughs> little, little bit of a shot at OU there. F is the grade because I ate, I hate orange makes me puke. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm quite glad uh, that uh, that both of our rivals have the same color. I know they're not the same shade of the color, but uh, it is nice that we're able to kind of pigeonhole that hate towards one color. Yeah, is that going to carry over to Tennessee? Not hate for like Tennessee it. right now, but you know, it makes it easy. Might as well throw them in there. That's Just lump them in. Anyone else? Syracuse, too. Who knows? Clemson? I, yeah, they've had your uh, number, at Illinois, least here recently. Illinois, Syracuse, Clemson. 
Morgan sure. State as well. Come on, everyone. Let's go for it. <laughs> Hour two of the rush coming up next. 1400 AM, KREF.